want to reiterate the scripture that pastor started with this morning over here in Proverbs 29:18. I want to read it out of the Amplified where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God. The people perish. But he who keeps the law of God, which includes that of man, blessed, happy, fortunate, and enviable is he. So how many of you know that God's good? How many of you have received the redemptive revelation? That means you're born again. You know that Jesus died for you. That's the best revelation you'll ever receive in your life. That Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, came to this earth, sacrificed himself, died, raised from the dead so that you and I might have eternal life. That's redemptive revelation. So how many of you in here are born again? redemptive revelation hallelujah (laughs) well then then you are blessed you are happy and you are fortunate but this tells us here one of the reasons that people have a lack of vision in their life and even if you are born again is because they have no revelation of God no revelation of how big God is is God's big God's awesome God doesn't have any shortage of power he doesn't have any lack of resources or finances so tonight I want to talk to you about take the limits off take the limits off God is not limited but you and I can limit him you say oh no I'm not going to limit God I know he can do anything oh really Have you ever looked at maybe this huge uh, financial bill that you might be facing and you're like, well, now, God, I can call this relative and get a loan here and I can ask this one to help me out there. But, you know, I know you can help me with a little bit, but, oh, it's really big. That's limiting God. Or people in California, and I know this is a huge thing, people say, well, you know, I'm going to believe God for my rent and that's great, that's wonderful. But, you know, we can stretch And even in California, God's not limited in getting you a house that is your house that you can own. He didn't say, I'm going to meet all of your needs according to my riches and glory unless you live in California in 2015 and 2016 because it's really expensive. No, it's not God that limits us. It's us. Or, you know, pastor says it all the time, and I'm in agreement, and I believe you are too, that we are going to pay this building off years and years and years and years and years ahead of time. And some people are like, how can that be? Well, it can be because of God. God's big, God's great, and God has got it. Maybe you were here, Pastor shared it a couple of times, you know, our son used to work at at Mariner's down there in... uh, Orange County, I forget the name, Irvine, in Irvine, and it's a huge church, but with a huge church comes huge bills. They have a big, huge campus there, several different buildings that they've built over the years, and recently some guy just started coming to church there. This is a great church. They do a lot of outreach in the community. They just, you know, they help, they help lots of people. They do a lot of good things, and this man who they didn't know who he was, apparently he had the finances, shows up and says, you know, I like what you guys are doing here, and he asked the pastor how much is the debt of the church well it's like 20 million the next week he comes back and hands him a check for 20 million 
Wow. Everybody say, praise the Lord. Us too. God's got it. We're taking the limits off. Hallelujah. God's not happy when we, in our thinking, put him in a box. And when we start saying, well, God, you could do it this way, or maybe you could do it this way, but, you know, I just don't think it can happen that way. Hey, he's God. He didn't like it when the children of Israel limited him. This whole chapter over here in Psalms chapter 78, in the beginning he starts rehearsing all the great things that he did and bringing them out of Egypt. Was that some awesome feats that God did? Oh, my goodness, the plagues that happened in Pharaoh's heart getting hardened, but he kept dealing with them, and they finally, he brought them forth. I like, I think it's Psalms uh, 105, where it talks about how he brought them forth with silver and with gold. There was not one feeble among their tribe. This is millions of people. God didn't just do the signs and the wonders of the plagues. He brought them forth. With silver and with gold. And there was not one feeble person among them. That means grandma and grandpa and people that had been sick. They were healed. They were strengthened. That's God doing the impossible and no limits on what he wants to do. It says he brought them forth with joy. Hallelujah. That's good news. So God, in this beginning of Psalm 78, he's telling, he's rehearsing all the signs, all the wonders that he did in getting them out of Egypt. I mean, he he supernaturally fed them in the wilderness. I mean, he did so many awesome things for them. And then, you know, he'd do all these great, magnificent things. And the next day, they'd forget. Moses went up into the mountain to receive the law. He was gone for 40 days. They forgot who God was. They just automatically had this golden calf come out of the fire. No, you know it wasn't that way. They intentionally made this golden calf and started worshiping it. God wasn't thrilled with that. So this verse tells us here, we'll look at verse 40. How often they provoked him in the wilderness. They grieved him in the desert. Yes, again and again. They tempted God, and then I want you to see this part. Read this part with me. And they limited the Holy One of Israel. That's not an outstanding testimony. You don't want to go down in history as, ah, we're the ones. Yeah, that was us. We grieved God. We tempted God. We provoked God, and... Yeah, that was us. We're the ones that limited him. I wouldn't want that testimony. We're the ones that got him so angry he wanted to destroy us. But you know what? We can look at them and we can say, Oh, I'd never limit God. If I saw all the stuff that the children of Israel saw, woo, I'd believe in his power. I'd believe in his ability. Woo, I'd just know that he could do anything. Really, I don't know that that's true. We've seen a lot. God has delivered us. God has taken 
taken us out of the kingdom of darkness. He's translated us into the kingdom of light. That's the greatest miracle that you'll ever see and experience is a new birth, being a new creation in Christ Jesus. Yet when we see what he has done just by us being born again, still we get tempted to lean to our own understanding. We get tempted to think that God thinks and acts like he does, like we do. But that's not him. That's not his ways. Some Christians get so narrow in their thinking and their expectation of what God can do. So narrow in their mind, in their thinking, you couldn't even get dental floss between their two ears. Just narrow, constricted. Between their two ears. I'll explain it later. (laughs) That's not us. Say, that's not me. I am not going to limit God. I'm taking the limits off. Lift your hands and say this. God, be God. Do what you want to do. I'll let you. (laughs) Be God in my life and in my church. So then it goes on down here, and this will help us because it tells us how they limited God. In verse 42, they did not remember his power. Selah. They did not remember his power. They didn't remember the day when he redeemed them from the enemy. When he worked his signs in Egypt and his wonders in the field of Zoan. They did not remember that what all he had already done. Did you know how soon we can forget what the Lord hath done? Has the Lord delivered you from anything? Can I get a witness in here? Has the Lord redeemed you from the hand of the enemy? Has the Lord ever spared and protected your life? Man, just tonight when we were driving to church, Pastor was like, whoa, did you see that? This person just almost sideswiped us. Thank God for the angels. I don't think that we realize how many times the hand of the Lord has protected us. The hand of the Lord has delivered us and redeemed us. He redeems our life from destruction. Oh, bless the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord. They forgot his power. They forgot his protection. You and I need to remember. Sometimes it's good to look back where we came from. (laughs) We don't live there, but it's good to look back. And it helps us to remember how good God has been to us. And I like that old song that the Ramus singers and band used to sing it. He'll do it again. That's what is the value in looking back at what the Lord has done in your life. It will increase your faith. It will spark something on the inside of you. It will help you. Take the limits off. If you're facing a mountain today, remember the mountain that was removed last year. Hallelujah. God's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's good to rehearse the goodness 
of our God. Probably one of my favorite Psalms is Psalms 103. And you know, I I think I'll just read it tonight. Verse 1 through 5. Because this is a good thing. Bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Oh, my folks, we are blessed. We are blessed. We are highly favored of the Lord. There are such benefits to being a believer. How about the peace of God that passeth all understanding? So many people right now are just tormented. They're anxious. They're full of worry. They're fretting. They're concerned. They're not sleeping over all the stuff that's happening in our world. But you and I, we got a benefits package. And part of that benefits package is that we've got the Prince of Peace living on the inside of us. The benefits of being in the kingdom of God are out of this world. We've got a provider. We've got a healer. We've got a deliverer. We've got everything that we need. Bless the Lord. I just want to bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. I will not forget all of your benefits. Then it lists some of the things he does for us. He forgives all of your iniquities. Are you glad that your sins have been cast into the sea of forgetfulness? He has cast them as far as the east is from the west. He doesn't bring them up to you. He doesn't remember what we did. He forgot it. And he's forgiven us. Then it says, who heals all of our diseases. Who redeemeth thy life from destruction. Who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Who satisfieth thy mouth with good things. And I especially like this part now. So that your youth. Your youth. Is renewed like the eagles hallelujah I wasn't going to do we're just going a completely different direction but you know this is Holy Ghost night Sunday nights in Hayward hallelujah like I said there may be few in number but you're, you're God's chosen you can't deny you're going to get blessed you already are okay so it says verse 4 who redeemeth thy life from destruction hallelujah Woo! Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that your mercies are new every morning. There is no end to his mercies. Thank you, Lord, that your mercy, it's hovering over our loved ones. I was praying with a lady today. Her son's in trouble. But you know the thing that came out of my mouth? The mercy. Lord, have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy on her son. Have mercy on your backslidden loved ones. Have mercy on your unsaved loved ones. This world is a crazy place right now. But the mercy of the Lord is hovering. 
The mercy of the Lord is hovering over your loved ones, over those connected to you. And by the word of the Lord, I say, the enemy will not be able to take them out. The enemy will not be able to destroy them because you have a covenant. And it says here that he redeems my life from destruction. Not only my life from destruction, but those that are connected to me because I extend my faith out there. And no evil shall befall me. No evil shall befall them. No plague shall come nigh my dwelling because I serve the Redeemer and my Redeemer liveth. Hallelujah. My Redeemer is alive and He is well. What does my Redeemer do? He From the destroyer. He redeems me from sickness and from disease. Hallelujah. The Deuteronomy 28 lists all of the plagues. It lists all of the curse. But my Bible says in Galatians 3.13. He has redeemed me. From what? He's redeemed me. From the curse of the law. You cannot curse whom God has blessed. trying to say to you. I don't care what some relative evil words and negative words. You ought to just look them in the face and say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm I'm too blessed to be stressed. You cannot curse whom God has blessed. Woo! Bless the Lord. Oh my soul. Who redeems my life. From destruction. I don't know what's going to happen in this election. I don't know what's going to happen in our nation. But I know I'm blessed. Hallelujah. And I know it's going to go God's way. Hallelujah. And I know that he is going to satisfy my mouth. Verse 5. He's going to satisfy my mouth. With good things. Hallelujah. No lack. I have never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his seed out begging for bread. Hallelujah. You know folks. We ought to be happy about that. Woo. We got a divine connection. Glory be to God. We got a heavenly underwriter. Glory to God. We have a provider that is out of this world. We are So take the limits off of me. Stop looking to people. Stop looking to politicians. Stop relying on your job. Stop relying on people to meet your needs. And make me your supreme source. Hallelujah. I've got ways, I've got means to get things to you. Ha, 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 ha. You haven't even imagined. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I have this in my Bible. And you know, when I was reading that, he redeemeth my life from destruction. He redeems our nation from destruction. The United States of America is not going under. We are going over. 
God bless America. You know, just say that. Just sing that. Just recite that. God bless America. Woo! Land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with what? With the light from above. Hallelujah. God's protecting this nation from destruction. He's keeping terrorist attacks out of our nation. Border to border, coast to coast, the angels of the Lord are encamped round about our nation. I know there's been things that the enemy has tried to do and will still try to do. But they are uncovered, they are revealed, and they are exposed. I cry that way many times. Lord, if there's any plots and plans, the barusata of the enemy, may they be uncovered, revealed, and exposed. In the name of Jesus, may people that are plotting things in secret, may it come to the light. Hallelujah. We don't see all of the things that have been stopped. There's many of them. I know that for sure. But the hand of the Lord is on our nation. God bless America. Stand beside her. Guide her. And that's why it is important that we do pray. We pray over our nation. We pray over these elections. And we take the limits off of God. We don't know which person needs to be in what position. It's not just the president. It's the senators. It's the Congress. It's the Supreme Court judges. It's the whole president's cabinet. But prayer, prayer paves the way for God. To get in where he needs to get into. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. He redeems. Let's bless him one more time. Bless the Lord who redeems our nation from destruction. Who crowns our nation with loving kindness and tender mercies. Lord, we thank you that your mercy hovers over our great land. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that we shall once again turn to godly principles. Your will, your plan, and your purpose shall be accomplished. Recently, Brother Kenneth Copeland, actually in January, had this word of the Lord concerning the elections. We are not here to tell you who to vote for. All I can say is, you know, after a while, you've got to turn the TV off because all of this fighting and this bickering, that is not God. And we need to pray that that stops in Jesus' name. Brother Copeland said this, I remind you again, do not be impressed by what you see and you hear on the news media. Pay little to no attention to anything that they say. You ought to get a hearty amen there. <laughs> Because unless they are in tune with me, they don't know anything. A bunch of talking heads, and they might qualify for can't get dental floss between their two ears. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, kind of, that's kind of the same thing. If all their brains were dynamite, it wouldn't be enough to blow their nose. But we won't go there. <laughs> they see things. The way they want to see them. Have you noticed that? People just twist things around and they're, they say they're not biased, but they're trying, to, they're trying to manipulate people into voting and thinking a certain way. 
They see things the way they want to see them. And they attempt to create things instead of report them. They try to create situations that will give them something to report. They care little to nothing about what you do or see or hear. But I care, says the Lord, what you do, what you hear, and what you see. And if you will walk with me, I will show you things to come. I will show you news before it happens. The way it looks right now in this coming election is a very poor representation of what is actually going to be the outcome. But rest assured, I know what I'm doing, saith the Lord. And what is happening is in your favor. And I might add, saith the Lord, listen to this. For the presidential election is not the only election that is coming. There are Senate seats involved. There are governorships involved. There are things other than just the president and the vice president of the United States, which in some cases are equally as important. So be in prayer. Stand with me. I am standing with you, saith the Lord. And we will do this thing together. And it will be in the favor of the gospel. And it will be in the favor of the kingdom of God. And it will be in favor of your prosperity. How many times there have we heard the word favor? One, two, three, four times. Favor is mentioned there. Now there are going to be things coming this year that you need to be prepared for. You need to be standing in faith. Don't let the devil pull you aside because there are some things coming on the national scene and there are some things coming that are going to get worse before they get better. But ha, ha, ha. Everybody say ha, ha, ha. (laughs) All is well in the kingdom. All is well in the kingdom. And those that walk in faith and those that walk in love, everything is going to be all right. Hallelujah. Is that you? Everything is going to be all right for the people of God that walk in love and walk in the light of the kingdom of God. Walk in his word. Now, you know, the world system will attempt to put a limitation on us. And it will attempt to mold us into its way of doing things and its way of thinking. We won't take time to look at all of these scriptures, but over in John chapter 17, beautiful account. Before, this was right before Jesus was to be crucified and leave this earth. I love to read this chapter. It so reveals his love and his heart for his disciples and for us. And he begins to pray for us. He knows that the church is going to face some difficult times and some persecution. In verse 14 he says, I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. 
says again in verse 16, they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. In the message translation of verse 14 and 16, it says, they, his followers, are no more defined by the world than I am defined by the world. That word defined there means marked by its boundaries. The world will try to put you in boundaries and put you in its way of thinking. But Jesus was praying, Lord God, Father, they're not of this world. Just like I'm not of this world. Lord, God, let them get the revelation that they don't have to be defined by the world's boundaries and the world's way of thinking. Hallelujah. Take the limits off and know that the favor of God is working on our behalf. Favor isn't fair, but favor is ours. It's available to us. So when you begin to meditate on, there's no limits. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. I'm going to remember his benefits. I'm going to remember that I have the favor of the Lord working in my behalf. I want to close with this story because I think it will encourage you right here. Recently, I heard this story about this man that had worked many years at the same company. And on, at this company, the, he was under the supervision of a very ungodly guy who was his supervisor. And this ungodly guy, just he didn't like him. And he had it out for him because he was a Christian. He was suffering persecution because he was a Christian. Many times he thought about quitting. And every time he'd ask the Lord about it, the Lord would say, No, hold steady. You're right where you should be. Promotion after promotion would would come up in these available positions. And he was constantly being passed over and overlooked. Well, the day came when he was asked to work on this special project. Unbeknownst to him, the owner of the entire company was going to supervise this special project. So he worked diligently. He did his very best. And one day after this project was done, a great, a big position came up right under the owner of the company. And the owner of the company remembered, he remembered how good this Christian guy had done on this special project. He didn't go to the supervisor. He didn't ask anybody else. He gave this Christian man this position right underneath of him. One day, the guy was down. The next day, he was the boss over the supervisor. With his income doubled. Hallelujah. of God is not fair, but favor is ours. So don't ever factor out the favor factor when you begin to take the limits off of God. He had no idea that would happen that way, but God. Everybody say, but God. That's a benefit for being a believer. We got God on our side. Hallelujah. Let's all stand and let's just shout a little bit more. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. We're taking
ways. You have means to get things to us. Glory be to God. And the Spirit of God is saying, Divine, divine, divine connections. Glorious connections, divine appointments. Be faithful. Be faithful to seek my face. Be faithful to feed your faith. And then have an expectant heart. Get your heart and the in your neck outstretched. Expecting. <laughs> Woo! Expecting the blessings of the Lord to overtake you. Expecting me to show up and to show out in unusual and unlikely fashions. <laughs> so Lord, tonight we just stir ourselves up a little bit more in the area of expectancy and removing, removing the hindrances, removing the limitations. So that we make so that we may begin to walk, haha, walk in your ways. Think your thoughts. For too often people say, Oh, but the Lord's thoughts, they're so much higher than mine. His ways are so much higher than mine. Yes, but they are because I am God. But if you will renew your mind to my word, you'll begin to think my thoughts. You'll begin to walk my ways. Hallelujah. And you'll come in to Siburata. You'll come on up. You'll come on up. You'll come on up. Ha, ha, ha. Come on up. Let's just pray right now about our entire church. Coming on up. Coming on up. Coming on up. We're coming.